Hawkeye. So, here's the earth. Chilling. Damn, that is a sweet earth, you might say. Round. Alright. Ruling out the ice capes melting, meteors becoming crashed <coughs> into us, the ozone layer leaving, and the sun exploding. We're definitely going to blow ourselves <coughs> up. Hawkeye. Alright, welcome to the State of Games. I'm Dice Hate Me. And this is Monkey238. And this is episode 11, or as we like to call it, the one about the last game on Earth. It's kind of a creepy title, isn't it, Monkey? A little bit. Sounds a little dooming. <laughs> dooming. Is that a word? Dooming. Dooming. I suppose. In your lexicon, sure. It's doomy. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyway, if you heard that title, what would you think this episode was about? Zombies. Well, that's pretty good. Zombies. Yeah. yeah. Zombies well, and monkeys. Zo- how about zombie monkeys? Or monkey zombies. Or what's monkey the, zombie fairies. What's the... <laughs> <laughs> or monkey zombie witch fairies. Werewolves. Well, hold on, we're getting ahead of ourselves. Okay. We'll talk about that in a little bit. We'll also talk about the title of this episode soon enough. But uh, first, you know, you've had your head buried in a computer screen for a few days. So, uh, what secret things have you been up to? What's it to you? <laughs> <laughs> well, considering that, you know... I'm I'm now your publisher. You should keep me apprised of everything you're working on. Excuse me? <laughs> oh, just some stuff. Mostly carnival stuff and some freelance web design and schoolwork and carnival stuff. <laughs> so carnival, basically. And a lot. A lot of carnival, yeah? Yeah. Okay. How's the web web design coming on that? It's pretty awesome. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah? Yeah, if I say so myself. Yeah, you've been working with somebody cool on that? If that's the word we want to use. <laughs> so, uh, speaking of Carnival and Dice Hate Me Games, uh, I've got some exciting news brewing, but it has to be kept secret for a little while longer. What? Well, I'll just say for now that we may just have another game joining our upcoming library of titles. Ooh. What is it? <laughs> well, I can't spill the beans just yet, but you already know, monkey. Okay. I guess our listeners will just have to wait. <laughs> is there any clues you want to give them? Clothes? Clues. Oh. Clothes, yes, clothes. Are there any clothes you want to give our <laughs> listeners? <laughs> well, you and your southern accent. I'm just going to go grab a cup of coffee. <laughs> <laughs> you can finish this by yourself. All right. Well, anyway, we'll be sure to update all of you on the podcast with all the latest developments. And keep watching DiceHateMe.com for regular updates on our progress as we get closer to Carnival's Kickstarter release. Ooh, and speaking of Kickstarter, our friend Brian Kelly just sent us a preview copy of his current project, White Elephant. The cards look fantastic, and we've been looking forward to playing this since we first heard about the whole thing. We plan to get that on the table this week, and Chris will be sure to update all of you on DiceHateMe.com as soon as we play. In the meantime, head on over to Kickstarter.com and search for White Elephant. You'll be on board as soon as you see Brian's hilarious video. Yep. It's going to be awesome. Word. You never use my words. I do use your words. You do not. Shut your face. (laughs) So let's kickstart this podcast. (laughs) It all began with one simple question. What if we could only take one game with us into a survival shelter? (laughs) You know, we talk about lots of things. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Uh, And this is a true story. Uh, That really did become our question. We we, uh, 
Uh, it may sound like a morbid topic, but it came from a good place. Anyway, um, one day Monkey and I were driving to the mountains for a little vacation, and she asked me if I loved her, and I said, of course, more than games. And I laughed, of course. Why? Uh, duh. (laughs) (laughs) Well, anyway, I responded and I said, well, if I could have you in one game. You see? How priorities shift. Well, I'm just saying. In a matter of seconds. Well, you know, I mean, let's be realistic here. (laughs) You know I do love you more than games, but it would be cool if I had you in at least a game. Okay. Anyway, that opened up a huge discussion about what we thought would make a suitable game that we could play until the end of days. So I don't really think we ever got to finish that conversation, so I thought it would be a cool topic to talk about on the podcast. And uh, so anyway, Monkey, uh, what do you think? Do you remember some of the steps that we went through to narrow it all down? I kind of remember saying that I think my first instinct was to say like a deck of cards because, you know, the deck of 52, you can play a bunch of already established games and then it seems like it would be pretty easy to make up some new ones if you got bored. Yeah, true. Uh, board. Uh, See what I did there? Uh, yeah, but it doesn't have a board. No. Uh, exactly. We would get bored because it doesn't have huh. a board. Um, well, anyway, I said that, well, at least from our, what I remember anyway, that even though we'd have the deck of cards, unless we could bring, like, Hoyle's Rules of Games or whatever, the book that has all the different card games. Because, I mean, how many different card games do you know? Everything that ends in Hoyle's book. You, you automatically know everything. <laughs> no, but I have book. his book. Yeah, you have his book, but if you weren't able to bring it with you, if you, you can bring a, if you can bring a game, I can bring a book. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I'll tell you what: if we can take one game and one book, then maybe a deck of cards and the Hoyle's rules of of games. Okay, is that cool? I guess. Okay, all right. So let's say, for argument's sake, that we could only bring the deck of cards, then we would only be playing card games, right? I mean, I guess Naturally, could, by definition. I guess theoretically we could <laughs> we could build a board game with the the deck of cards and like you know cans of beans and weenies and. I could build a house. Of cards. Mm-hmm. That's that's awesome. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I could build a doghouse and put you in it. Uh huh. Yeah, I hear you. But other than that, I mean, okay, we're in the survival shelter. Let's say there's a zombie apocalypse, whatever. So we're in the survival shelter. It's the end of the world as we know it, and we have a deck of cards. So let's say we're down there for like five years. Would you be cool just playing with that deck of cards? I guess. I don't know. Maybe maybe we'd need more depth. What about dice? You would want dice in there? Well, I mean, it wouldn't be my first choice, but I like rolling them. But they're not—they don't have a lot of depth, though. So if we're talking about like components and things we could use to make other games, I mean, dice is pretty key. Although I guess you could use cards for randomizers instead of dice. Right? <laughs> what are you even saying? <laughs> I'm talking about <laughs> if we could have dice. <laughs> okay. Yeah, go take dice. Whatever. Whatever you want. <laughs> <laughs> talking about like Twilight Struggle, like dice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but Twilight Struggle has dice. That's what I mean. Wait, when you say we can only have one game, is it one game that we can fit in a box no just one game we're talking about one game if you're talking about like a deck of cards that is one game that is a deck of cards so twilight struggle is one game one game even if i could fit dice in there dice are in twilight i mean struggle. cards cards are in twilight struggle <laughs> <laughs> what have you played twilight struggle baby we're not it has dice this. it we're has not cards include this in the podcast. oh we are totally including this in the podcast no. this is good stuff yes 
Okay, Twilight Struggle. Here, let's count it down. It has dice. It has chits. It has cards. And it has a board. That's pretty good, right? That's pretty cool. But, I mean, overall, like, the rules-wise, I mean, is Twilight Struggle itself as the game, would it be something you want to play for five years straight? Yeah, but we could alter the rules. We could. I'm not reading that book of rules again. <laughs> but, I mean, does it have every single thing that we would need to, to create something more from it? We could alter the rules, sure. We could have our own house rules and stuff. But I know what it's missing. What? Meeples. Meeples. All right. Yeah, meeples would be good. Like Agricola. Well, Agricola definitely has a lot of meeples. Well, actually, Agricola, the base game, doesn't really have many meeples. Well, we'd bring the, the fancy stuff. So we'd have to make sure that we grabbed Agricola with the fancy expansion. We could dump the fancy stuff in the Agricola box. Okay, so the zombie is trying to break down the door to attack you. <laughs> And you're like, I'm going to grab Agricola. And all of a sudden... The zombie's coming to attack us, and you're thinking, ooh, got to grab a game? Well, we probably should. I mean, if we're going to be hanging out for five years while... You don't know that it's five streets, years. But it could be. It could be longer than that. Well, then I'm bringing beef jerky. <laughs> I hope you got a lot of beef jerky. Okay, so the expanded deluxe edition of Agricola, that definitely does have a lot of meeples in it. But what about, I mean, Agricola doesn't... I mean, I guess it has cards, but it doesn't have dice, right? It doesn't really have a proper board either. Yeah, that's true. I mean, it has a board, but it, yeah, I guess it's not a it's a placement board. It's not really. Yeah, I mean, it has like like eighty five thousand boards with it, so you don't. I mean, you could I guess you could duct tape them all together, make one big board or something, draw on the back of them. Although they already have something printed on the back, so. What are you drawing with if all you've taken? Well, let's say our survival shelter actually has writing material in it. Is that is that fair? Would you include <laughs> writing material in our survival shelter, our zombie survival shelter? I'd include a roller coaster in the survival a shelter. A roller if I coaster could. that would you be fun. Yeah, but I mean, how many fun. times do you want to ride a roller That'd coaster? Be fun. It would eat up all of our power. Anyway, we're getting off. You can topic. push me. <laughs> <laughs> we're getting off topic. How about a party game? Swings. Swings. You're getting back into Carmel now. So bumper cars. Uh, bumper cars. <laughs> <That'd be awesome. laughs> In the survival shelter. All right. Let's be realistic about the zombie apocalypse now. <laughs> you make no sense. Well, what about a party game? I mean, party games are fun, right? Yeah, but they're pretty limited. Well, not really. I mean, they're pretty wide open. I mean, let's what? think. What? What do you mean, what? How wide open is Pitch Car, for example? As much as I love Pitch Car. Pitch Car is not a party game. What is it? Pitch Car is an agility game. No, oh, okay. I'm sorry. Agility oh, how about game. Pitch Car? Can we take Pitch Car with us? That'd be pretty fun. I guess. But we can make. We could probably create our own Pitch Car. This is true. Okay, Pitch so Car. We might as well bring something with depth and value. Well, I mean, the party game aspect, though. I mean, we probably have to have other people to play party games, I guess, right? And until we were able to repopulate the earth by having progeny. We probably wouldn't have anybody to play with party games, right? Oh, are we by ourselves? Well, I'm, I'm just assuming that we only have a chance to Can save I call ourselves. a friend? <laughs> who, who are you going to call? Seriously, you're going to call a friend to live in our survival shelter with us? Like one friend? Can Maybe. You, you're going to put up with one other person and me? No, just one other person. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're just going to call a friend to live in the survival shelter. Okay. So no, no party games is what you're saying? Not a big fan. Okay. I mean, you can if you want. Just don't expect me to play them. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to play a party game by myself. That, that's the definition of madness, I think. So, all right. You've said no to pitch car because we make a pitch car version ourselves. Which is true. 
Yes, it is true. We okay. Could. Okay, but I, I, I would like to take Pitch Car. That would be cool. Maybe if we could take two games. Anyway, we can't take Agricola because it doesn't really have a full board and it doesn't have dice. But it has meeples and cards. So we need meeple. We need. We need. <laughs> we need meeples, cards, dice, board. I like resources. Yeah, I know you do like resources. I like collecting resources. Resources. I like piling resources. How about chits? I like a good chit. <laughs> <laughs> I like a good chit here and there. Not chips, like in Doritos. I mean chits. I said chit. So what game have we played that really encompasses all those things together? I know that we mentioned one in the car, but I want to see if you remember what it was. Mm. Oh, I think it was Stone Age. Yep. Definitely. Yeah, because we were playing it a lot at the time when we had this conversation. Well, I mean, does it still stand up to this test? I mean, it has... Yeah, dude. Yeah, dude. It has meeples. It has dice. It has cards. It has chits. And it has a board. So... I just said that. <laughs> you see, folks, what I have to deal with. <laughs> so what's your point? So are you saying that... Stone Age is the <laughs> ultimate game to take into a survival shelter. It's pretty good. Yeah? I'd I mean, say. Would you, you would you be able to play it like for five years straight? I mean, I guess if we took all this stuff and made different games. You can make though. different games. That's the cool thing. Yeah. That's the cool thing about it. Is it cool? <laughs> it's pretty cool. <laughs> I think it's kind of theme appropriate, right? I mean, if it's the end of the world and it's Stone Age, we're kind of going back to the beginning. And then dinosaurs will... Wrong age. What are you talking about? Oh, monkey. We want Go a little back bit to of, my ancestors. <laughs> we want a little bit of geek cred here. <laughs> so we've established the Stone Age <laughs> is the game that we would take. Theme appropriate with all the pieces that we'd need to make, to repopulate gaming society. Yeah, sounds good to me. What do you guys think? Yeah, what do you guys what think? What do you guys think? Drop us a line at podcast at dicehateme.com. Yeah, or come and comment on the post on dicehateme.com along with this podcast. I'm sure all of you have great ideas for how you could repopulate gaming society. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) You're a dork. Hey, monkey. Guess what time it is? 7.07. Seriously? Yeah, that's what it says. What time is it, really? Oh, it's time for... The State of Games. Isn't that where you put your thingy? Excuse me? (laughs) (laughs) You know, the voiceover. I don't do a voiceover anymore, and we just say the State of Games. You don't? No. Oh, shoot. I'm sorry. Welcome to the podcast. This is episode 11. How many of you have done? What happened to your The State of Games? That was the riddle of the Sphinx, baby. Oh, yeah. <laughs> this is a very special podcast brought to you by, by Monkey238. Yes. Okay, anyway. Yeah, it's time for The State of Games. So, anyway, we talked about how we narrowed it all down to just one game if it was the end of the world. So, now it's time to talk about a bunch of games. Card games, actually. So we've been playing a ton of card games recently, and we figured it was just about time to stop all the shuffling and share our thoughts. First up, I want to talk about the fact that we were recently sent a review copy of Vampire Werewolf Fairies from Matthew Dewan of Gozer Games. 
Anyway, once I unwrapped the package and saw the box, I immediately knew it was going to be fun, since the game features some really cool and great art from some of the best in the comics business, like Phil Folio, John Kovalik, and Terry Moore. And I have to say that after playing, we really enjoyed the game, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah? I dug it. Uh, the mechanics we found are a little bit different than most we've played so far. Essentially, in the game, what you're doing is, uh, as a player, you're trying to become a different type of creature. And there are four different types. You can become a fairy, a werewolf, a vampire, or a witch. And you can even mix and match different uh, types to become, you know, even all four if you're lucky. Anyway, also throughout the game, you can play objects that accentuate that creature type. So you can have them uh, get fangs if they're a werewolf or a vampire. Uh, you can get sparkles if you're a fairy and get extra points uh, by adding objects that actually accentuate the type of creature that you are. You are a good fairy. You're a good fairy. You're a good fairy. You were a good witch. I, I was not a witch. I was a good <laughs> werewolf. You were a good werewolf. Yeah. So, <laughs> so during the game, um, the other players are trying to do the same thing, becoming different types and building up objects, but they can also play cards that sometimes give other players negative points or remove their creature types. Um, we found that it's not the deepest game ever, but that's okay because it's quick, it's fun, and it's filled with lots of geeky humor. So, um, the geeky humor came out both in the art and the flavor in the cards. I would have to say that one of my favorites is the sparkles object, which gave positive points if a player was a fairy, but negative points if they were a vampire. Did you get that? I got it. Anyway, I got a chance to talk to Matthew at Origins, and he's really a super nice guy. And we really like this game. We think that it gets even better with more players than just the two. It's fun with two, but with more players, especially uh, exceedingly geeky players who will get all the references, that they'll have a really good time. So head over to GozerGames.com and check out the game. We were also sent a review copy of Organized Chaos by Van Ryder Games. The goal of this fast-moving card game is to be the last player with cards left in your deck and that's actually a pretty tough thing to do when other players can play cards each round that make you discard. So each discard, or as they call it, a burn card, also has the ability to refresh. You basically have an option to either burn or refresh. And the refresh allows you to put cards back into your deck. So you have to decide which one is better, to keep burning an opponent or to build your own deck back up. Um, we were only able to get in a couple of two-player games in on this one, and although it was quick and lively, we really think the game will probably come into its own with three or four players. Um, I think the max is four players. Four players, yeah. Uh, we'll have some more thoughts on this game once we're able to get a group together to test that out. Yeah, and Van Ryder has um, several copies out right now for review. People have been talking back and forth on Twitter. One of our friends, Tom Gerganis, is wanting to review the game and is going to have a, an interview with AJ uh, from Van Ryder Games pretty soon. So look for that. We'll try to post that as soon as we can. So one other card game that Monkey didn't get a chance to play, unfortunately, but I actually really wanted to mention was Flummox. During my coverage of Origins, I mentioned a bit about Flummox. I think it was day three, maybe day three or day four. But I got a chance to play Flummox uh, by John Moeller of Car Truck Entertainment. And right now Flummox is in the prototype phase. It's kind of a unique game. I've not really played much of another game like it. Uh, it's got some fairly deep strategic gameplay, but it's also a little bit chaotic. But, but pretty much uh, the game is set with um, a visible amount of cards that are out in front of different people. And they're used each turn to pass around a package. And wherever the package ends up at the end of that round will determine 
whether a person who has the package in their hand will gain points or lose points depending on the rewards card that is face up in the rewards deck at that time. So the game really lives up to its name. Um, it had several of us sort of flummoxed when the package didn't end up quite where we wanted it, but that was really all part of the fun. So John Muller has been playtesting the heck out of it, and he's including several fun modifications to the gameplay since he got feedback at Origins from us, at least our playtest group there, and several of the producers and publishers that he showed the game to. So anyway, this is definitely a unique and fun game to watch, and I'll have more about its development on Dice Hate Me in the coming months. Well, my favorite card game of late is Onirum by Z-Man Games. Um, She's crazy about this game. Yeah, I really love it. I make Chris play like three times a night because <laughs> it's so hard to win, and I just want to keep playing. It's true, and it's very appropriate to play at night because it's all about dream walking. Ooh. Yeah. Anyways, we, we do want to thank um, Alf Siegert for sending it to us. He mentioned that it would be really cool for us to play, especially since I like co-op games so much. Um, and some of you probably know Alf of Trollhalla <laughs> and wrote Canterbury fame. And friend of the podcast. I don't think I'm going to say much about it now, except that the art is really cool. I do like the co-op factor. Um, as some of you might remember, my game of the year last year was Pandemic. Um, so I just have an affinity toward co-op games. But the reason why I'm not going to tell you so much about it now is because I'm actually going to be a guest reviewer on yeah. Dice Hate Me this week so that Chris can work more on the art design for a carnival. <laughs> yes, it's a uh, uh, quid pro quo here. So I'm helping out do the art design as, as quickly as possible, and she's going to fill in and do a review this week, which is going to be really cool. I've already read part of it, and it sounds really Nice and highbrow, very monkeyish type. Whatever. Of. <laughs> no, it's gonna be fun. You guys look for that. It'll probably be out on Thursday or Friday on DiceHateMe.com. So the next game I want to talk about is Hike by Mustache Games. Now, again, most of you who followed my Origins coverage on DiceHateMe.com knows that I got a chance to talk to Christina Ramos and some of the crew at Mustache Games and got a chance to play Hike. Um, I finally got a chance over the past holiday weekend to break it out with my mom and with Monkey. And we had a lot of fun, right? We did. Yeah. It's a fun little game. The rules are pretty simple with Hike. A player lays down a card, and then the next player in turn has to lay a card that matches one of the three types of cards along the bottom of the first card. All the coding on the cards and everything is really easy to read. But for instance, if a player plays a trail card, then along the bottom are three symbols that the player has to match by the card cards in their hand and if it's a trail card they have to either play a trail a peak or a lake card and if they can't play one of those cards or one of the special cards that shake up the game a little bit then that player is out of the game for that round the player who is able to stay in the longest and hopefully can get rid of all their cards wins the round and gets points and then, of course, depending on how many players in the game, you play to a certain amount of points. The rounds of the game actually move fairly quickly. So even if you're out, you're usually not out until you're down to like two or three cards. It's very rare that you'll be out on your second card like, you know, me, whenever I play. Well, and even if you do get out early, the rest of the round doesn't last that long. So it's not like you're sitting out there bored waiting for everyone else to finish up. Right. And, and it's kind of neat, too, because the special cards are fun because they mix up the game quite a bit. Like, there's an Earthquake card that if you play it, uh, everyone has to put all their cards in the middle and shuffle them all out, and they have to be re-dealt to different people so you can have a different hand. Um, there's an Avalanche card that 
all the players who didn't play the Avalanche card actually draw two other cards into their hand, so it's harder for them to actually go out and gain those points. But everybody who plays a peak for the rest of the game actually draws a card back into the hand, so that's kind of neat. And then there's the poop card. There's poop. Yes, which Monkey loves. <laughs> I also like the spring card. Spring, of course, allows you to plant, plant your trees. trees. When you plant your trees from your hand, you get, get positive. That's right, you get positive points. That's the hippie. The monkey in her likes the poop, and the hippie in her <laughs> likes the spring. So it's a really cool uh, little card game. It's very easy to play. It'd be great for families. Um, a lot of the kids that were stopping by the Moustache Games booth were just loving it. So we really like it, and it plays up to eight people pretty easily and quickly. So we recommend that you pick it up. And speaking of Moustache Games, our friends there are offering a special giveaway to our listeners. Yeah. Cool. If you find the Moustache Games page on Facebook and leave a message on the wall that says, I want to win the Dice Hate Me giveaway, (laughs) then you'll be entered to win a copy of either Hike or their totally awesome game that we love, Rowboat. So remember, go to the Moustache Games Facebook page, We'll have a link on DiceHateMe.com along with this podcast and tell them you want to win the Dice Hate Me giveaway and win a great card game. That's right. And one more thing. For those of you out there who may already be fans of Rowboat, Moustache Games is sponsoring a Rowboat tournament at Gen Con. I'll post the official flyer for the tourney on DiceHateMe.com along with the podcast. I'll probably be putting it on the Dice Hate Me Facebook page. And there are still seats available at the Gen Con tournament. So if you enter it and you place... Or even win, which would be even better. You can win up to $500 in prizes from Moustache Games. That's pretty cool. Yeah, that's pretty cool. So, and if you want to actually add one more thing to sure. add. If you'd like to send us to Gen Con, <laughs> you can just write us a check and um, we'll see you there. Right, right. You can go to our Facebook page and you know just donate money if you want to. <laughs> yeah. That'd be awesome. That'd be cool. Yeah, that'd be pretty cool. That's pretty much all the card games we've been playing lately, but uh, we've also been playing Pitch Car. You always talk about Pitch Car. Yeah, but it's awesome. Are people not tired of hearing about it? No, nobody gets tired about hearing about Pitch Car. You like Pitch Car, right? I do like Pitch Car, but everybody, I'm, not, I'm not obsessed with Pitch Car. Everybody should like Pitch Car. I like Pitch Car. No. I'm just not obsessed with Pitch no, Car. No, you should love Pitch Car. <laughs> <laughs> For those of you who may have missed all of the pitch card madness of the past couple of weeks, yes, I bought Pitch Card Origins, and there's a review on DiceHateMe.com right now about Pitch Card, and you should go and read it, and then you should all buy Pitch Card because it's the coolest thing ever. Onirum's cheaper. Yeah, but Pitch Card's awesome. Onirum's awesome. Hey, so anyway, speaking of agility games, I want to send in Empires. Can we get it? I don't even know what that is. Yeah, but you'll love it. Do I love it as much as... I love Pitch Car. You're, I don't know if you'll. I don't know. I haven't played it yet, but I'm sure you'll love it. <laughs> what? How do you even know? It's about space and like oh my gosh, flicking things around know. in space. Come on. You don't even know. Anyways, you listeners out there, make sure you join us on the next state of games, as we'll be talking about confusion, espionage, and deception in the Cold War. Yeah. That we are totally digging. Um, Chris got that at Origins, and we played it. Last weekend. Yeah, it's awesome. And I kicked his butt. Anyways, we will also be having a conversation with Stephen Bonacore of Stronghold Games about Confusion, Survive, and several of their upcoming titles that has everyone all abuzz. That's right. And he's really cool because he's from New York, too. Yeah, you guys are going to New Yorkify the place up. Forget about it. (laughs) 
Until then, if you want to know more about us, our upcoming projects, or would just like to chat about board games, you can always find us on Twitter. I'm Dice Hate Me. And I'm Monkey238. And I'm actually trying to get more followers than Chris. So help me out. And then maybe you'll be the friend that I call when I'm stuck in that survival shelter. And don't forget to check out DiceHateMe.com because I promise you I talk about more than just pitch car on there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Until next time, this is Dice Hate Me. And this is Monkey238. Saying thanks for listening. And may all your rolls be sixes. There's a man going around taking names. And he decides who to free and who to blame. Everybody won't be treated all the same. There'll be a golden ladder reaching down. When the man comes around.